0: and welcome to the spoiler warning podcast this is review number 282 with our review of three days to kill i'm christopher schnazy
1: i'm carson patrick and
0: you're joining us for the first time the spoiler warning podcast is a weekly film review program each week in the show we're going to dive in debate discuss and argue with the latest film releases coming to a theater near you this week we skipped one of those releases we didn't want to see pompeii so instead we are reviewing three days to kill so carson how are you feeling today
1: uh, I'm feeling like I'm, I need some experimental drug to uh, get my ability to speak back. Since I I can't art- I can't articulate well.
0: Have you been fighting this weird cold for a while now?
1: I, I have a little bit of a cold. Yes, it's uh, interfering with my uh, couples therapy. <laughs> I can't give out uh, accurate couples therapy.
0: Yeah, well, it's pretty cold over there in Russia, so you, know, you might you might have gotten a little bit of a, of a chill on you, you know, left the window open in influenza.
1: Well, I'm afraid that they're going to blame me for uh, impairing the president because I prescribed him some pills for his couples therapy <laughs> for him and his wife. <laughs> um, it, it was spiritual, though, so... It, it, don't worry
0: It took me a second to catch up with you I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I was like, oh, House of Cards, there you go
1: Yes You know, there's a lot of House of Cards um, uh, I feel like there's a lot of I can't think of the word I need my drug um, But there, I, I, there's a lot of similarities I feel like in Three Days to Kill I don't know why um,
0: <laughs> in, in, in that Three Days to Kill is a fantastic thing That you want to watch
1: yes. more of? <laughs> I just wanted to binge watch <laughs> Four more hours of Three Days to Kill. Uh, yeah. No, but I just... Uh, <laughs> Are you going to back up the statement? No, I, I, I was done. Yeah, I was done. <laughs> I, I kind of <laughs> zoned out for a second.
0: Similarities in that there is at least one scene in which a bunch of unmarked black vehicles in a motorcade pull up to a building and somebody gets out.
1: Let's just say someone gets in Three Days to Kill, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let's uh
0: not state what you stated
1: You know what's funny is that like Entertainment Weekly totally ruined uh House of Cards and I'm glad I didn't I didn't read it before I watched uh, the whole season
0: well, well, some of us actually were dedicated and uh, marathoned I, it yeah. the first two days. So,
1: <laughs> that's that's true.
0: Some of us spent our our uh, lonely Valentine's Day evening <laughs> 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 marathoning House of Cards.
1: Did you did you watch that with your bike?
0: Oh, yeah, with my purple bike and the <laughs> bow. my purple
1: bike. He had a bow on it. He uh, was like, "Ding ding! I love House of Cards." <laughs> uh, I will
0: say, the. Uh, the, the bike comes to some good use later on in the film. I,
1: I I have many things to say about the bike in this movie. I'm sure you do, Carl.
0: Well. What do you say we just get into this so that way you can make your, uh, your yes. bike statement? Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for Three Days to Kill in case uh, maybe people listening have never heard of this movie. Yes. And uh, then we'll come back and let you know what we thought of it.
1: Five minutes from now, this team will save thousands of
0: lives. Under no circumstances does this briefcase leave the area, or it's war.
1: He's on his way.
0: Good or bad, when you work for the agency... All teams in position. ...it becomes your whole life. time with my daughter and my wife why did you leave me and mom there's no easy answer i was gonna ask you to look after zoe while i go to london for work i can handle it you have to make me a promise are you done are you really done working for them what's happening to me
1: you're sick ethan but i could offer you an experimental drug that might just give you your life back
0: so i buy back my life i hate killing for you
1: That's the job. You have three days to kill. You know, a lot of my friends' dads are in sales. Not one of them dresses like you. Zoe? I want to make dinner tonight and I want to make spaghetti sauce, so I need your help. Just so happens I'm in a meeting here with the real live Italian who wants to give you it's a great recipe. Why
0: don't you say hello to my daughter?
1: Hello. I am a Guido.
0: Are
1: you sure this works? No, but I am sure that if you don't try this drug, you'll be dead
0: in three days.
1: You said there'd be one guy. Not five. Uh, you might want to ride home.
0: Uh, did you hear that?
1: The spares loose in the trunk trying to have a conversation
0: with my daughter. I'm sorry, sweetie. Now, where were we? All right, so you just listened to the trailer for Three Days to Kill. Uh, this is the story of, you know, this, like, this cool little CIA agent guy uh, uh, played by Kevin Costner. And, you know, he's kind of, like, old. He's a hitman. He kind of, like, goes and does his hits. And, you know, but... He's been sick lately, and it turns out that maybe this uh, sickness that he has is actually a lot more than just, you know, the common cold or a flu bug or something that he caught. And, uh, well, he's, you know, he's getting out of the business because he's also getting out of life. And, uh, you know, (laughs) as he goes back to try to catch up with his family and kind of, you know, make amends there, uh, he gets reapproached by somebody who is secretly part of the mission that went horribly wrong at the beginning of the film. Yes. And she basically recruits him back into working for her to try to kill the asset they weren't able to kill at the beginning of the film. And in exchange, she may or may not have a, you know, drug that could help him through his uh, terminal version of the flu. Yes. (laughs) So, Carson.
1: Uh, She was wearing a wig, so you know that she's uh, secretive.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's the the spy movie equivalent to wearing a baseball cap and glasses when you go out as a movie (laughs) star. Exactly. But, Carson, why don't you let everybody know what you thought of this film?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, I want to say that... uh, Uh, I think Kevin Costner is I'm glad that he's back in movies again um, and not just kind of in a movie every like five years or something Um, I think that seeing him specifically back in the action genre is uh is a good to see uh, fun to see yeah um I think uh the movies that he's the movies that have dabbled in action in the past uh like revenge i think that's one of his uh, best performances and uh i so i was i was glad to see him back in this mode um i think that overall the movie is uh i feel like it's a crazy movie that got castrated and <laughs> um or I, I get the feeling that Luke Basson watched Crank and thought, like, he wanted to do the same thing but yeah. not as crazy.
0: <laughs> he wanted to do a reverse Crank?
1: A reverse Crank that, like, was no, it doesn't was make it... sense
0: that if you get excited, you died. What if maybe, like, if you got excited—or no, yeah, it doesn't make sense that you have to be excited, otherwise you will die. He's it would make like, more sense if you start to die when you get excited. Yeah. I...
1: He's like, I want to see the grounded version of this movie. Um, I, I think there was a lot of uh, potential to be had in the, the crazy department. It's only mildly touched upon in this movie. Um, but when it is, it's very entertaining. I was laughing a lot, uh, specifically like I foreshadowed uh, all of the scenes with the, the purple bike. I, I feel like the bike should have gotten a supporting actor credit. <laughs> I think it should have been credited as itself. Or at least uh, they should have just really gotten crazy and had like Seth Rogen or someone do a voiceover and have Kevin Costner talk with it. Um, it it's so prominently featured. Like I'm not exaggerating. It's very prominently featured in this movie. Yeah. Uh, to to the point where the the intro of the bike, I, I I probably laugh for a good minute because it just comes out of nowhere. We cut to the bike. And he's like, "Well, I brought this bike for you." And it's just like, whoa, when did that show up? We never got any kind of establishment that there was a bike there. And then I I just love how the fact that it'll be, like, in the background of scenes. uh, He'll walk up to the bike, and there'll be a bell ringing sound effect, even though no one's on the bike.
0: (laughs) That was pretty funny. There's a few scenes, too, where it's like, that damn bike,
1: ding. Now... (laughs) In all fairness, it does come into play later on in the movie yeah. when uh, his daughter, you know, admits to Kevin Costner that you know he was never around, so she never or he never taught her how to ride. Uh, so yeah, it makes sense that he would want to have a bike handy. But the fact that like there's a whole scene where she's like, "Yeah, you're riding this bike to school. Get on the bike."
0: Well, there, there's also the funny thing about that whole like I've never learned to ride a bike scene is I'm pretty sure in. One of the older like uh I almost called it found footage um, in the, <laughs> when, when he's at home watching the VHS tapes of his daughter I'm pretty yeah. sure there's one of her riding a bike
1: i think maybe i think she was i think she was on like one of those swing uh uh ride things at the amusement park or something
0: but I, but I could have sworn there was at least one where like there was like a little treading wheels bike or like something maybe, maybe I could be wrong but I, I remember when she said that in the movie I was like wait a second didn't I see you riding a bike when you were, like, a little baby?
1: Either way, I feel like riding a bike is sort of, like, a parental, you know, necessity. But do you really need someone to teach you? I feel like you could learn on your own. Just saying.
0: Yeah, there's some intuitive aspect. I was kind of thinking of that, too. But there is sort of a, a fear level to overcome. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like you can, like, figure out how to swim on your own. But, like yeah if you just were like tossed off a sinking ship and trying to sa- swim you'd probably drown even though if you just sort of like dog paddled you'd be totally fine uh, right so there there is a level of uh you know something to overcome and that plus you know then you get the like the nice touching scene with like the old people clapping for her and stuff oh and, yes and the yes. weird like uh frenetic editing that sort of like <laughs> kept like cutting and then the dialogue and then people are not talking but then they are talking and then they're embracing but they're still talking and like yeah, all the weird, uh, fun times they were having with that. I
1: really got to show off the bike's uh, skills. Yeah, but anyway, I, I found that very uh, amusing, and uh, I, I like I, going back to what I said about this felt like a, a movie that was castrated. Uh, there are a lot of moments where, like, it sounded like people were dropping the F word, and it just got dubbed out. So like that was annoying. <laughs> and there was like the hilarious scene where Kevin Costner goes to uh uh he meets up with Amber Heard in like a strip club or something and there's yeah. like um hilariously fake CGI smoke covering like the strippers' boobies. <laughs> um so there was that too which felt weird. So I don't know, I I feel like they they didn't really go for what could have been something a little uh, harder and also something a little crazier because i feel like you know they set up the idea that amber heard gives him this experimental drug that's going to help him fight off his brain cancer or whatever that he has and um so she she lets him know okay yeah like this will help you but you know, if your heart rate goes up, then you're gonna start tripping balls. Well, I mean, she doesn't tell him that, but he figures it out, and then she tells him. Yeah. And and she gives him even like a good again. They're setting up the crazy when Kevin Costner starts freaking out, and Amber Heard tells her tells him, "All right, hey, like, you know, grab the vodka because it's gonna take the edge off uh, for whatever reason." Um, so then he gets into a bunch of scenarios where his heart rate would definitely be racing. I mean, he's like fighting dudes in like a kitchen and, you know, taking bullets to the chest and, and, you know, engaging in fight scenes and all this stuff. And, uh, not once does he have any of these sort of hallucinogenic, uh, visions or anything.
0: Well, he's such Uh, a, he's such a trained agent that like in those scenes, his like, you know, born style training just takes over. And he's not actually that frantic. It's just happening, and it's only afterwards that he realizes that, like, whoa, that just happened. Um.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I, I would have liked to have have seen like him really tripping out and trying to uh, while while trying to you know apprehend some dudes or whatever. Yeah, well, like,
0: it, it's it's most it mostly plays out when he is. Um, there's one scene played for laughs, which is him seeing his you know the wife he's sort of estranged from in her little nighty or whatever. His heart starts to race a little bit, and then yeah. he, that's when he first starts tripping. Uh, uh, but beyond that, it's usually after he's been chasing a bad guy for a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: It only comes into play during convenient moments, like near the end when he's having uh, the final showdown with the villain. Well, well
0: it's, it's a thing that it, it's played for physical exertion, not emotional exertion. And that's sort of where they could have done a little bit more with the emotional um exertion and like making where your heart rate changing because of your your circumstances not just because of a bunch of physical activity you just did like he, he's fine riding the bike but when he has to run that's when it kicks in and stuff like that
1: yeah i just feel like that they, they could have done like in crank two where he has to like juice himself every couple minutes you know yeah um i, I just feel like that would have been something that it would have given it a little more of an entertaining uh and especially the fact that like i don't know why he didn't have like little miniatures like shoved in his scarf or whatever well here's the other
0: thing too with with the with the vodka is like vodka i mean in in my experience vodka is one of those alcohols that uh takes about 15 minutes before it kicks in and then like it hits you pretty quickly (laughs) like like you're like oh this is nothing and then like fifteen minutes later like oh there it is so it's like it, it, it. I've always experienced vodka as being a delayed response as far as when the alcohol, like, gets absorbed into your system. Maybe that's just me. Um, Maybe.
1: But yeah, but I feel like that's sort of any – you could say that about any kind of alcohol, really. I mean, like, of that kind. I I feel like especially if you were have drank a lot, you yeah, build yeah, up a tolerance. I, I just mean that it's
0: not like you're having yeah, hallucinations and you start pouring vodka on your throat and immediately you're like, oh, I feel better now. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's not going to feel it right away. I, I don't think that it – she acts like it's going to take the edge off immediately, and it's like, yeah. I don't think so.
0: But I guess that was just a time thing.
1: I I mean, like, he, there is that scene where he goes to uh, the club and grabs, like, a pitcher of vodka. Not a pitcher, but, like, a huge <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Apparently, you know, no one was like, hey, bro, you got to pay for that. That's expensive.
0: Well, he just handed it to some other guy. They probably tackled <laughs> so that So the guy right was after. like,
1: oh, shit, now nah, I have to pay for this.
0: Anyway, let's, let's, let's get on with this.
1: I I think overall it's like uh th- there were things about it I liked. Overall, it's pretty junky. I-, I think the villains are pretty disposable and they're like completely uh transparent. And uh, I-, I wanted more Coster being uh, Costner in this movie. I-, I feel like there was room for improvement in terms of like the comedy, um, definitely the action. And uh, even though. It was fine what they had, but I just felt like they could have done some more inventive things, especially with the drug. And uh, I feel like the bike should have saved the day, but that's just me. (laughs) Well, anyway,
0: he he uses the bike to uh, to accomplish the the one scene.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I meant like uh, the bike should have like helped him uh, defeat the villain or something. And like it would have just rolled in at the end, like ding ding, and he's like, ah, purple bike, I love you. Anyway,
0: <laughs> anyways, all right. Well, um, for me, this film is uh, like quality-wise, it's it's basically on par with like a filler episode of The Blacklist, um, like not the finale, which it, or the, the mid-season finale, mm. which was actually like. I mean, it does have badass. a very
1: uh, does have very TV episode quality
0: yeah it it does and like that's not not necessarily a bad thing but um it's just yeah i i think really like i i like the you know i like the story good enough um i thought the setup for everything was interesting like i was totally fine with you know the family dynamics the um amber heard like dynamics and the the just him being an old guy and possibly dying i actually really like where the title of the film comes from (laughs)
1: um, cause, <laughs> that's cause, that's another interesting thing because in the trailer it's different.
0: Well, I mean, just we'll, we'll not even say it because yeah. if people see this movie. Like, I'd like them to organically discover that. But it's it's definitely knowing the context of the film, you can assume what where the title of this film comes from. But uh, it, it may or may not come from that location. Uh, so, like, I, I think that this film does sort of have a um, like. I think the the idea of this film was looking for the 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 tone and the feeling of like from Paris with Love. Uh like yeah. it was supposed to hit that sort of zany every scene is supposed to be um uh you know, like joking running around with a vase full of Coke and then having it smacked <laughs> up in your face. Like it's supposed to be achieving that kind of humor. I mean just with the fact that his daughter keeps interrupting every time he's in the middle of something. Like, the whole, like, oh, Guido's here and he's going to, like, teach you a, a spaghetti sauce uh, <laughs> recipe. like.
1: They're... And there's, like, cheesy Italian music that plays or yeah, any yeah, kind of cheesy a- ethnic with one... music.
0: When he goes and tries to get the, the, the guy who owns the car service, every time yeah. he, like, shows back up, he's like, no, this is my house, so you don't talk to me. <laughs> like, uh... I don't know why I made him Italian also. But, well no, uh, he was
1: he was the Muslim guy and anytime you like turned on his car radio it was like cheesy like stereotypical Muslim like Middle Eastern music.
0: Yeah, but but it, but it was like there's a lot of like genuinely humorous. I don't want to necessarily say funny cuz I don't think it always achieves that but like you know the family that's squatting in his house and how like the little boy always mm-hmm. wants a high five and Kevin Costner and will never high five him and then like when he finally does it's like hilarious and there's just there's like little aspects like this is a, like, on paper, this is, like, the craziest movie you've ever seen in your life. And um, the actual execution of it is, like, it mildly approaches those different areas of uh, zaniness. Uh, but it doesn't fully commit to it at any one time. Like, it's sort of, it's not that it takes itself too seriously. It just, it doesn't totally hit the um, the the jokes all the way. Like, it it deadpans some of the things that should be like incredibly humorous uh and things that like i smirked or laughed at during the film my audience was laughing a lot during it um but i think it could definitely reach a higher uh a higher level of intentionally being comedic uh, which it sort of just doesn't quite pull off and i don't know if that's like a you know it being written by a non-american and maybe the jokes just don't play completely american style like it i I don't like that that. no i
1: i just think they i just feel like they just didn't push it far enough in terms of having uh you know landing those jokes or whatever or what was supposed to be executed as humor i think that you know I think comparing this, I I think this movie could have been like From Paris with Love. Uh, I think maybe it would it was before they kind of stripped it down, but uh, yeah, it, maybe and, and, it, maybe it was closer in tone. At least uh, it was a little edgier because From Paris with Love was R rated, and this yeah is yeah not so There's lots
0: of f bombs, lots of like lots of, nudity, yeah, and John nudity. Travolta banging chicks, like yeah,
1: and like <laughs> violence and and you know running around with the coke in the vase. Yeah, yeah. The
0: Coke in the vase thing was pretty funny, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, like th- I feel like that's the kind of stuff that uh, this movie needed. Yeah. It-, it needed to really go for like that kind of uh, crazy, crazy humor. And also, like, I, I mean, there was just like uh, some things where I felt like they, like you said, they had, like when the Mus- like when the the Muslim guy comes in and Kevin Costner is waiting for him at his desk. Like yeah. there was, I felt like there were scenes like that where they're playing it for kind of like a humorous angle, but I feel like there could have been more to really bring out the humor in it. Yeah. And it's not there, unfortunately. But but um, I think,
0: I, I think there is though, that there's a, there's a lot there. There's definitely pe- there, there's enough pieces to recognize that this is an interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's there. It's film. just,
1: like I said, it's mildly touched upon. It's not like going, all for it you know i, I think that uh I, I mean i definitely will like i was not bored during this movie i think it has uh, an energy much more than something like jack ryan yeah uh and i think that it is in the same vein uh as these other luke Basson branded movies it definitely feels like his movie like it has that kind of uh kind of feeling to it uh
0: yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. i mean it totally it belongs like in the same
1: those. it belongs in the same family uh yeah. no pun intended
0: <laughs> The dunks.
1: yeah i mean this was better than the family too i thought yeah it, it, it had its its humor at least in, its tone was more in check than uh that movie
0: yeah and, and there's some there's some legitimately like i i love like the a lot. There's a bunch of characters that compare um, that compare Kevin Costner to like a cowboy, and every young child that ex- that sees him in the movie is like super excited at, over whatever he's doing. And mm-hmm. you know, in in the trailer, there's that there's that scene where you know he pops the bomb on the bottom of the car with his his. Uh, his his toe, and then you know, like there's a big old action moment. But like the way that plays out in the film is like super badass. Like the way he just kind of like pulls out the gas mask and like yeah. walks all slow and like the little well, kid in the, the, bus the bike is watching helped him. him.
1: The bike helped him during that scene too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. well that's 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 what I've been referencing <laughs> the whole time when I'm saying he uses the bike later on.
1: Right. I mean, he uses it for that too. Although <laughs> I, I like the idea that the kid sees him and he's like, "Yay, he got the bad guys!" But then. It is kind of ridiculous how much in danger he puts that whole bus by like blowing up a car. Well, he
0: he doesn't blow up the in, car. It's a, it's a it's a small enough charge that it just basically takes out the rear axle, so they can't chase him. Like it's
1: right, but he does engage in like a, a gunfight, like right next to you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he 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 is professional enough that he can uh, he you know he can take out. He he basically he. It was a calculated attack that he knew wouldn't theoretically endanger the lives of other people as long as everything was executed properly. Um, plus, he, I, I, like all those, all the vehicles are armor plated. I'm assuming so he knew that they couldn't shoot out at him, and by trapping them in the car, there wasn't a lot they could. I, I, I think he, I think he had it under under wraps.
1: Yeah, but there are some scenes that. Uh that do like they're they're racing down the streets of paris and people are just shooting wildly it's like okay this is not tactical
0: true 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 but that was the bad guy shooting at him
1: (laughs) yeah but still i mean i feel like when you're when you're going that route you definitely need to have more of uh you know the humor like we're saying at least um but at least it it didn't feel completely out of place because like i said the tone was in check uh so that's okay, but overall, I think you know it's it doesn't hit those like really fun highs like the first Taken did or Lockout. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like somewhere in between. Dude, Lockout is still
0: a film that I like. I don't understand how that worked so well. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lockout, Lockout is legitimately amazing.
1: I, I mean, that is the kind of fun ridiculous movie that i think this was aspiring to be but never hit any of those i mean he should have just gone to space really oh. <laughs> <laughs> kevin cosner should have gone to space <laughs> he got he had three days to kill everyone on the space station
0: <laughs> yeah do you have do you have any last comments to say about this film
1: uh i don't think so All right, well, uh, I think
0: we should probably just wrap it up, Then Uh, let's go ahead and get to our verdict. Uh, If you were going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait-for-rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I would give it a wait-for-rental, especially since there's a 95% chance that when this comes out on on DVD, Blu-ray, there's going to be like a unrated cut you didn't see in theaters. (laughs) So, well, could they, and that could they, might be the, uh, a little better version. I don't know.
0: Would they, do you think they'd ever make like an international, like the French cut or something like that? Uh,
1: Cause they, well, they did that with Taken where they released an unrated cut and honestly there was not much of a difference, yeah. but, uh, uh, yeah, they, they did do that. I think lockout got an unrated cut too. I don't know what's different about that, but. Well,
0: I, I think in this one, it's pretty clear that like stuff with like the way Amber Heard is like constantly trying to like hit on him to yeah. purposely raise his heart rate like th- there's clearly a scene where something was supposed to happen there then there's obviously the, what you referenced the little strip club scene so it seems like they right and, and, and there's and yeah. like you said there there are a bunch of like lines where kevin costner's like what the fuck
1: yeah it's like very <laughs> like it's like dubbed out there's even it, one where it's it doesn't like, even
0: sound like dubbed out it sounds like he, he the character is censoring himself
1: like right right yeah like he was about weird. to
0: say it as a reaction to something and then caught himself because somebody was around. He's like, ah, oh. right. Like
1: when you're a yeah. child
0: and you sw- up, uh, you're about to swear in front of a parent and you're like, ah, oh, shoot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of weird. Like it takes you out because, uh, there, there was definitely one like very apparent scene where he did like drop an F bomb and they like believed it or dubbed it somehow. Yeah. Where it looked like he just <laughs> kind of talked over it. Yeah. That would have been funny He's if ding, the, you. the bike bell, like, bleeped him out.
0: <laughs> I, I do like, though, that, like, the bell rings for absolutely no reason. I, like, I, I did like, think.
1: It was during I, that I scene. I said,
0: my bike's coming with me. And then she drives away, and the bike starts all
1: ding. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- there was that one scene. One of the moments that happened was they, it was him and his daughter were walking up. And the bike was just, like, leaning against a fence. And it's like, ding, ding. Yeah. and they were not even anywhere near it it was like what the hell what the what the ding yeah
0: yeah all right well it's uh, <laughs> comedy I, with the bike I'm, I'm gonna give it a uh, wait for rental also like like i said this is this this film is the equivalent to like an episode of uh a non-finale episode of the blacklist it has it has some humor in it it's it's a little bit silly but it's it's got you know, it's moments of genuinely interesting action beats. Uh, it's kind of fun. Some of the setups for how he you know uh, assaults a small group of people during one of the kills that he's required to do uh, are you know pretty entertaining. The the villains uh, you know you said that the villains are kind of uh, they're sort of like I forget the word you use, but like basically they're not that super awesome, but they are they're, they are
1: they're, they're pretty transparent. They're they're very, they're barely in this movie.
0: They're transparent, but they're also like sort of like uh. In in a joking way, a little bit over the top, like the albino and the wolf. And they're they're just sort of like – they're like caricatures of what a villain would be. They're not like – it's like imagine if like a child was going to draw the cartoon version of the bad guy from Jack Ryan and that's what we get in this film. It's like an even weirder looking sort of just like over the top like – i have no lines i'm just a bad guy
1: <laughs> i mean he pretty much looks like a white somali pirate like I, I
0: i don't i don't think the wolf even has lines until like the last 15 minutes of the movie right like, he's always just silent and nodding at people and it's just
1: well he's the wolf dude he's he's cunning and he has to the only man who can take it down yeah liam neeson's <laughs> Anyway. obviously
0: all right. Well, I, I that is our review. We both gave it a a wait for rental. Um you know, it's 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 fun. Maybe check it out when it's on TNT or
1: <laughs> <something>. <laughs> movies for guys that like movies. I don't know if they still do that, but uh
0: yeah. watch watch this as a pairing with uh from Paris with love, but watch that one second. And this one. First. Right, yeah. Uh and then you can walk around yelling kitchen staff. <laughs> <laughs> You can hear a nice, interesting tale on uh, sled dog racing, and
1: <laughs> uh, I, I need to buy that movie. I just remember I don't own that. I should use my Amazon gift card.
0: It's so funny that like, that's a movie that, like, I remember walking in the theater and be like, "God, that movie was pretty dumb," but like. <laughs> Looking back on it, I have, like, fond memories.
1: <laughs> but uh, Luc Basson, I think he specializes in making, like, pretty dumb movies that are pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, most of the time. He's cranking them out so fast, I think the majority of them, the, the dumb ratio is higher than the uh, fun-dumb, but...
0: Why why doesn't he just do a television series?
1: I, I don't know. Well, I guess he did. Well, they made a television series out of uh, La Femme Nikita
0: yeah, that's true.
1: But uh oh, was he,
0: he wasn't actually writing for that, was he?
1: No, no, I think he's just a producer. Actually, Mick G, I think uh had a hand at creating that show too. Gotcha. I think that's how they got paired up.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. like to see him do some sort of spy thriller or just an action uh show. Uh I I think it could be a lot of fun and
1: uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be the next step.
0: Yeah. All right. That'll be the whitelist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the white list.
0: <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, that is this episode. So, Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Are you making a fire or something? Because it sounds like you're rubbing sticks together.
0: Like uh, you key-
1: no, no? Oh, okay. it must be uh technology then
0: oh uh, well, I'm wearing a different headset that you're hearing me through Skype, <laughs> and it might be rubbing against my uh is oh that there the we go sound
1: you hear? there we go oh, yeah, it's very crinkly now it's uh it might be rubbing
0: against facial hair, my microphone on my headset
1: <laughs> well, people for the last uh two minutes, people can get a nice uh crinkly sound effect well, the sound that they' are
0: listening to is being recorded on a different device than the sound you're hearing me on.
1: Well then never mind I don't know what I'm talking about You do not know What you're talking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> But anyways People can find me At ChristopherInRealLife.com Or Twitter.com Slash Christopher IRL uh, People can find the podcast over at com, Where you can get All the back episodes Of the show You can follow us on Twitter At Twitter.com Slash SpoilerWarning To figure out When these episodes Go live Excuse me or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash warning. Speaking of Facebook, stupid Facebook like broke itself and didn't want to import the like graphic stuff that it usually imports when I post the link to the file. So I kept like not posting it and trying it like later and it still would never bring in the post. Um, but,
1: I went, you know, when I had Facebook, I remember it would do that from time to time where the, it wouldn't post the uh, the image. It would just give you a link. Is dumb. that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's dumb because cause before I used to make a custom image for the site and then put the image with a link to the episode in the description of the image and then I did it that way. Uh, but then when they added this, like, well, we'll automatically pull in all this crap. Then it was, like, super redundant and then plus it was a lot of work. So I was like, well, I'm just going to post it. It'll suck in the image. Everything will be good. But then when it doesn't, you get just a plain text link because usually I don't put any in information. I just post the link and then you get the whole post and then people can see that in their feed. Um but this time, it was just going to be a link. I was like, okay, well, do I make a custom image? Post that, and then it'll be the only custom image on the entire page. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to put a text blurb, and then people can grab it. So if you haven't checked out our if, – if you only figure out our episodes are live via the Facebook page, via images of the episodes that we just posted, we have a review of RoboCop um, that you can check out. But Facebook prevented me from posting that link correctly. So yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying I hate Facebook, but whatever.
1: Well, you know, whitelist problems. <laughs>
0: exactly. All right. Well, uh, what 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 was left? Yeah, contacting us fans at the dot com or leave us a voicemail at seven six zero five seven five four TSW. That's seven six zero five seven five four eight seven nine. Music for this episode, uh, if there's a soundtrack available, will be the soundtrack or three days to kill or it might be the song <laughs> you
1: three could days you could kill. just play that icon of pop song over and over that was his ringtone uh yeah but good times. Come on dad you gotta be cool gonna give you a hit song oh okay all right i only bring this up because uh you have a strong uh connection to this film but didn't you feel like the song choice uh at the very end of this movie i was just like this isn't 500 days to kill this is three days a kill. <laughs> oh well, like, didn't yeah. that didn't that feel very out of place to you like i because that song is so linked to that trailer yeah yeah that is. i feel like anytime it's used all i think of is uh you know this is tom and he is uh, this is not a love story yeah, yeah yeah you know that's all i think about um so I just that that was a very weird uh, soundtrack choice it was weird because
0: the song has been become synonymous with that movie uh, trailer but like I I think in general it kind of communicates like the tone they were going for with this film because you have like this family reuniting and then you have like the weird you know Amber is like her CIA agent like longingly looking over the house as like (laughs) as if she has some weird relationship to that family even though she doesn't like it's
1: she's like oh I just wanted to give him a lap dance (laughs) no
0: exactly like I like I don't yeah it 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 was weird but it felt totally correct if that makes sense
1: I think I yeah I think it was correct for for the movie and for that scene um you know, tone-wise, but I just feel like anytime they use songs that have been so synonymously linked, you know, with with other movies or yeah. movie trailers, that it's just all I can think of is that movie. It,
0: it would be like if if when he's when Kevin Costner's confronting the bad guy at the end, if they started playing like uh, the you know the battle theme from um, Phantom Menace.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, they did it in Taken 2, where, like, they had, like, cuts from the Drive uh, soundtrack in there, and I'm just like, all I can think about is, you know, Ryan Gosling (laughs) staring longingly as he's driving away. Uh, Not, you know, it just, like, takes you out all the time. I mean, it's like we talked about, like, in Walter Mitty, it's like, anytime you hear that uh, one song from the trailer, that's all I'm gonna think about now is, is Walter Mitty running down the life yeah. magazine hallway
0: <laughs> and jumping in a helicopter yeah kristen wigg plays a guitar
1: <laughs> right yeah that's i mean that's just it's now it's that's what it is yeah yeah good times All right. any any hoot
0: well uh that is our review next week nonstop.
1: Next, yeah we're gonna uh,
0: we're gonna have our non stop episode review of the movie. All non-stop. the
1: secrets will be finally revealed, the ones that we probably already have figured out.
0: Yeah, we'll get to find out whether or not Julianne Moore is the bad guy at the Is film.
1: actually the villain, yeah. Yeah. I've got good money that she is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I almost feel like she can't be because the trailer makes it so obvious that she is.
1: Yeah. I mean that trailers are are prone to uh, give away a lot, but yeah. They, they might be trying to throw us off. I don't know.
0: Unless it's going to turn out that Julianne Moore is actually his dead ex-wife. And <laughs> uh, she, she isn't actually there. He just has an open seat. And it's sort of oh, like it's... him realizing that she's not there.
1: I, I think she's going to turn into a wolf.
0: A- also, her uh, <laughs> he has a daughter that's disappeared on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out that uh, she's just been asleep in the nose of the
1: plane. It's, it turns out she was hidden in the, uh, in the drink cart or whatever. <laughs> uh, Peter Sarsgaard is uh, going to show up. <laughs> uh, Jodie Foster is going to racially profile some people. You
0: didn't board the plane with a daughter. <laughs> all right. Well, what do you say we wrap this up,
1: Carson? Okay.
0: All right. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. And thank you guys all for listening. See you next time. In the
1: Milky Way. You want me down on Earth, but I am up in space. You're so damn hard to please. We gotta kill the switch. You're from the 70s, but I'm in 90s, bitch. I-